Welcome to Solitude. This is a weekly podcast centered around you. Today's episode is brought to you by all of the times that you've responded, you too, when the waitress says, please enjoy your meal. Thank you. Modern living requires a level of constant engagement without reprieve. To be your best, you need to be able to center yourself and stay focused. In this podcast, I, Tatiana, will be discussing methods of identifying your personal needs to lead a healthy, productive life. Discussion topics will vary immensely, but they will all fall somewhere within the realm of self-care, alternative health, and self-awareness. With that said, I am not a medical professional. Everything discussed on this show will be from the perspective of my personal experiences, educational background, and research conducted by myself. I am a registered yoga instructor and a personal trainer. I also have an academic background in allied health sciences and business management, two fields that have a large focus on behavioral analysis. Also, any research that I use to supplement my episodes will be cited in case there are any of you that would like to look them up in your own time. Today's episode is Meditation and You. Meditation has been proven to enhance focus, calm fluctuations in the mind, and strengthen impulse control, among many other benefits. It's something that we have all heard of and generally understand, but taking a meditative practice and getting it started is a whole different story. I will be giving a rundown on different forms of meditations, building a practice that is suitable for you, and creating meditative space at home and on the go. For myself, finding a meditative practice took a lot of figuring out how my mind works and what allows me to let go of my normal train of thought. Doing this made me realize there are so many different types of meditation that I can access in nearly every situation of my daily life. Whether I need a moment to center myself during a rough day, or I'm just getting my day started, I'm able to stop what I'm doing and meditate. So, what is meditation? Meditation is the practice of allowing the mind to passively receive and interpret a target. We're going to deconstruct this definition just a little bit. We're saying that it is a practice that requires a level of consciousness, so meditation and sleeping are completely different. If you imagine that your thoughts are the waves in an ocean, your goal in meditating is to be able to calm down that water and create a still surface. You're doing this by actively bringing your attention to something that can be focused on, and often your focus is going to be something repetitive or constant, such as your own breath or beads on a mala. It can also consist of envisioning a scene that plays out in your mind or an activity that you can participate in and let go of any other thoughts. Meditation is versatile and can be adapted on an individual level. It is important that you pick a meditation that works for you. It is going to be a lot of trial and error, and there are so many different things out there that are available and so finding something that works for you is 
going to be possible. It just takes a little bit of figuring out. I have a funny story with myself. I was working as a yoga instructor, and the studio I was at was having the Art of Living Foundation as a guest. If you haven't heard of the Art of Living Foundation, they're a global company foundation that hosts different meditations and programs uh, focused around happiness. And their meditation programs, they also have some that you can go to their facilities and participate in. There are ones that are completely silent, which I always find fascinating. So the Art of Living Foundation came to the studio that I was working at, and I was able to participate in a short practice of theirs just to kind of get a feel of what they have to offer. In the end, the Art of Living turned out not to be for me, but I do know a lot of people that really love the programs that they have to offer. While I was in this session... It was great. We started off with a little bit of discussion and breathing techniques. And then we went into a guided meditation that was hosted by Ravi Shankar. This was a recording and there were nature sounds in the background, some soft music. And I remember probably the first two or three minutes of the meditation. And then I remember waking up at the end. During the meditation, I fell asleep The people that were there were definitely very nice and very friendly. I wasn't completely embarrassed, but it was okay. Nobody was offended or anything. But I realized that guided meditations aren't for me, which is funny because I love leading guided meditations myself. But I realized that when I'm listening to a guided meditation or in that situation, listening to anything, anyone speaking or anything like that, and I do feel relaxed and calm, I will fall asleep. So you do have to do a little bit of figuring out and kind of grow through some of those moments while you're picking a meditation style that works for you. Now, there are different styles of meditation. There are more traditional views on meditation and more inclusive views on meditation, so there is a wide array of things to choose from. First of all, as far as traditional meditations go, those are typically guided or self-meditations. The ones that you see maybe in popular culture, on movies, on TV shows, are referencing this type of meditation. A guided meditation is one in which someone is speaking to you. You'll usually have a host, an instructor that will give you cues on what you'll be going through. Um, There are beginner guided meditations in which you're being talked to pretty much the entire time. And there are more advanced guided meditations in which you're given prompts and then led to go into a self-meditation from there. A self-meditation is one in which you're on your own. You can be doing many different things, but the point is that you're meditating alone letting yourself go into it without any guidance. When I say more inclusive views on meditation, I am mostly talking about alternative meditation. You can consider a lot of different things a meditative practice depending on how it affects you and affects your train of thought. Running, walking, swimming, biking, those are all things that people are able to turn into a meditative practice. And even abstract art, such as painting, dance, writing, even music, you're able to turn into a meditative practice if you so choose. 
finding a practice that works for you can be as easy as finding something that you already like doing and turning that into your meditation. The question that I get the most when it comes to meditation is how do you know when you're doing it? And that's a funny question because it's like you just know and it's hard to explain that to someone. But if you think about any of the times that you have almost spaced out and your body's just moving and your mind's just doing what it's doing and you're not really connecting the two, that's kind of what it's like. Or those nights when you drive home and you don't remember how you got there, you just your body's on autopilot and you're able to just keep going and keep your focus on the road. That's what it's like. Now, of course, the meditation is a lot more focused. You can be focusing on your breath or counting or pacing if you're running or biking or anything like that. While you're doing meditations, you will find that once you slip into that routine of getting yourself set up and getting yourself comfortable and then getting your mind where it's able to receive the meditative cues and begin, you will find that it gets easier the more you do it, just like anything else. So typically starting your own practice, you will have to start on the shorter side so that way you can get comfortable and give yourself a few minutes to be where you need to be and then go into it. And I usually recommend that people start on their own with 10 to 15 minutes set aside so that they're able to get an idea and get a feel for what they're looking for and then add time onto that as you get more experienced with practicing your meditations. Setting up for your meditation is a big part of being able to get into a meditative state. You have to have an environment that's something suitable for you and something that allows you to keep your focus on the target that you've chosen. So lighting, smell, temperature, and sound are all factors that you do have to take into consideration. Most meditations are performed seated or laying down, and you're using the body or you're considering the body as a container. It's just holding everything in. And to make sure that you get this feeling, you can use blankets or bolsters or pillows to get yourself comfortable, and therefore you're able to draw your attention away from your physical sensations. So like anything, you want to come prepared. If you know that you're meditating early in the morning and it's going to be cold, wear those layers, put some fuzzy socks on, and get yourself comfortable for that. If you like your environment to have a special sort of lighting, maybe just daylight or candlelight, make sure that you have that started. And smell goes into it as well. You know, have a nice candle that you enjoy the smell of, something subtle that will allow you to just keep your focuses on anything that's going on in your mind. And sounds. Some people like to listen to soft music or nature sounds, and some people like complete silence while they meditate. It's just all out of preference, and the more that you do it, the easier it is for you to find what works for you. Once you set up, you're bringing your awareness to the object of your meditation. The focus of your meditation can take many different forms. If you think of just a normal self-meditation in which you're counting maybe the breath, it can be something that's very, very simple and repetitive. 
such as taking inhales and exhales and just counting. So inhale one, exhale one, inhale two, exhale two, and maybe counting up to five and then starting over and just doing that over and over until it becomes just a routine in your mind. You're not counting out loud, but you're counting in your head. And that's going to give you something to focus on, something to keep your mind constant while you are working to get into a meditative state. Also, you can do things like moving the body in certain ways. Some people require more of a tactile response when they are doing a meditation. That's where things like malas come into play. A mala is a beaded necklace, and typically they traditionally have 108 beads but you can find malas of different sizes, ones that are made in bracelets and things like that as well. And the point of having a mala is that you're counting off the beads in between your fingers as you meditate. And so you're counting all the beads and some people will go several times through the mala or they'll just go a partial way through whatever you have time for really. And that also gives you something to keep your mind in a constant focus so that you're able to meditate and keep your body focused more on your thought process than physical sensations. Having that thing in your hand that you're working with can offer a great distraction from the rest of the body. It is important to build a practice and set a routine, something consistent for you, because just like anything else, we have that Pavlovian response to similar settings. And so If you practice your meditation the same time every day, your body is going to become responsive to that and be more apt to fall into your routine. And you can start small, have that 10 to 15 minute block during your day, and just do that every single day and it allows you to build the routine. And being consistent allows you to actually turn this into more of a habit than something that you just do every so often or when you're thinking about it. Creating space is something that's equally as important. And here I'm talking about physical space. So having maybe a room in the house or a corner or a space outside that you really enjoy, somewhere where you can meditate and you can be there for the duration of your meditation. Now, for some of us, it's difficult to find that special spot. Um, Some people have kids or pets, so you kind of have to be a little bit more creative with your space. Here you can kind of make a pop-up space when you do have those moments of downtime, bringing the things that you use for your meditation. So if you know that you're going to need pillows and blankets and your mala, bringing that to the space and just getting set up then and there and then taking it down when you're done. Others have the opportunity to keep a space set up in their home. And it's important that if you're doing this, you are keeping your space clean and you're keeping it aesthetically pleasing because that also helps you to keep the distractions of the outside world kind of at bay. With this said, your atmosphere needs to be consistent as well. And so making sure that your meditative space is somewhere that you have positive connections with, somewhere that you like to be, And somewhere that when you're there, you feel as if you're in a good place. So if you do have maybe a favorite running route or somewhere that you love to draw, 
places that you love to walk outside or places in your home or anywhere that you just love to sit, those are the best places to turn into a meditative space. During the day, you may find yourself with different opportunities to meditate. Maybe you're having a busy day and you know that you need to take some time to just focus on yourself and bring your anxieties back down. You can take that time, maybe sit in the car, windows closed, have the heat going, and just allow yourself to sink into a meditation, count the breaths, keep yourself calm and collected, and try and go into a meditation that way. You can meditate at work, and with that, you're able to sit down, turn your atmosphere into something that is suitable for you, maybe envisioning a scene, maybe you're in a nice sunny place and not at work, and let yourself fall into a meditation that way. It is harder to meditate in public areas or in places where you might be cautious of people being around you. So typically, you'll find that a lot harder to do until you have built a practice that's very consistent and strong. In the meantime, it's definitely beneficial to work on breathing exercises instead. And there are so many different types of breathing exercises out there. I will post a couple forms of pranayama or breathing methods on the Facebook page after this episode comes out. And what those are are different ways that you can breathe in order to bring different effects to the body. There are things like a diaphragmatic breath in which you're breathing all the way in, all the way out, but making sure that you're hitting every cavity of the body while you're breathing. There are things like the ajayi breath in which you're hearing that audible noise of your breath as you're breathing and it allows you to have a consistent sound, almost like white noise playing in the background as you're calming yourself down or bringing yourself more to center. A couple takeaways from everything. When you meditate, it is something that you're doing in order to keep the mind active, but you're not pursuing anything or directing anything. You're letting those fluctuations calm down by letting your mind stay on a consistent plane. You're also working to keep the body physically engaged, either it be while sitting and staying in the same position or in a more active way when you're running or walking and you're keeping that rhythm going throughout your meditation. You can create meditative space anywhere and everywhere, but if you have the opportunity to make a space at home, try and keep it consistent. Try and make it as aesthetically pleasing as possible for you and try and make the environment as pleasing as possible for you. So good smells, nice lighting, soft blankets, anything that you might need that might help you relax a little bit more and bring your attentions back to your mind. There are so many different kinds of meditations that one can partake in. And to try and figure out something that works for you, like I said earlier, I always recommend that people start with a self-meditation and allow themselves to sit and listen to the way that your mind works and listen to the fluctuations, you know. Maybe you're someone that can sit there naturally and just let your mind kind of fall flat or maybe you're someone that thinks a mile a minute and just take a moment to observe that and then work to bring yourself down to a pace where you're being consistent and your mind is just moving with time. 
when you're doing a self meditation, the easiest thing that you can use is your breath. You just need your body. You don't need anything else with you. And you can just listen to the sound of your breath and count that out as you meditate. Of course, though, there are different tools. And so we talked about a mala. You can listen to guided meditations, which give you the prompts. Things like that allow you to have more of a structure to your meditation. If you're looking for different types of meditations that might work for you, you can type meditation into YouTube and so much stuff will come up. There are also apps that allow you to tap into some meditations and meditation podcasts. So take a look at some of those if you're feeling like doing a guided meditation. I hope that this episode kind of opened the doors a little bit on what a meditative practice can consist of and what it can look like. Later on, I'm hoping to do a bit more of an inclusive episode on meditation that will be a little bit longer and have some more dynamic focal points on self-meditation because it is a practice that is difficult to get started. But once you actually get into your practice, you also need a little bit of a refresher every so often to keep yourself engaged and keep your mind in the same place that it was when you first started. Thank you for being here for the first episode of the podcast. I am online. There is a Facebook page for the Solitude Podcast. It's just at Solitude Podcast. You can also find my personal Twitter and Instagram at UnclearMind. That's U-N-C-L-E-A-R-M-I-N-D. And I also have a website in which the podcast lives on unclearmind.com. If you're wanting to get in contact with me personally, my email is Tatiana, T-A-T-I-A-N-A, at unclearmind.com, and you can shoot me a message there. As I go forward with these episodes, please send me topics or things that you would like to hear more about or learn more about, and I will make sure to incorporate those into episodes going forward. Any feedback is definitely greatly appreciated. And for those of you that are interested, the intro and outro music is a little bit of a riff that was put together by Alec James. He's a local musician in the central Illinois area. And he has his folk album online at Alec James Tapes. That's A-L-E-C James Tapes dot com. Thank you, everyone. This is Solitude. Solitude.